I just want to share for a few minutes, um, young people, I'm sorry, you've had four sermons on Romans 12 too, you're about to get a fifth. Um, but I want to bring us a thought, something that really stuck with me from the weekend. Perfect, thank you, we're going to need this for a minute. You'll notice the tree and the pile of leaves and the hairdryer behind me. It'll, it'll all make sense at one point. Um, but this was our verse, this is something Kirsty uh, Clark did for us. Um, I'll stay in the mics and point at it. Um, you've got ribbons as you come in, we'll, we'll kind of close with a little activity based around that that we can all get involved in. And hopefully we're going to hang this in the church. Uh, and it will just remind us of this fantastic verse, which reads, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. There was a question that I came away from the weekend with. And there was a word that was really getting to me. And the word is rooted. Where are we rooted? Especially in the Gospels, we find all these illustrations of of trees, of flowers, of roots, of vines, of things being cut off, of of various different things. So I thought, what better way than to use a a parable, a story, an illustration, than by actually using an illustration. Faith, do you want to come give me a hand, please? What happens to a tree when you stick a hairdryer on it? Can you please show us? It gets a nice haircut. Nothing happens to a wonderful tree. Thank you. Right, you want to stand this side and blow that away, please? Um, Nothing happens to a tree when wind hits it. What happens to a big old bunch of leaves when you stick a hairdryer on it. <laughs> kind of, thank you. Do you know, I was going to bring a leaf blower, but I couldn't find it, and I was kind of worried it would knock down the drum screen. Thanks very much, Faith. So I went for it. It was better in the house. I'm sorry, I probably used too many. But you get the picture. What happens when wind smacks a tree? Not a lot. As long as the roots are well planted of a tree, a tree stands the test of time. We have trees that are hundreds, thousands of years old that have stood the test of time. Why? Because the roots are so good. But what happens to a poor pile of leaves have you ever done that have you ever swept up all the leaves and then the lord just wants a good laugh and all of a sudden this massive wind comes in and all your wonderful amount of sweeping has just disintegrated this this is what got me last weekend this is what got me thinking the wind represents something of this life the wind represents something of the struggles that we all face in this life and the question is are we rooted in christ because if we are rooted in christ You have a tree like this, it's not going anywhere. If we are rooted in Christ, amongst the hardships, amongst the difficult things, amongst all the things that we face at school and work and our families and everywhere else, we stand in Christ. But what happens if we are not rooted in Christ? What happens if there is no roots to us whatsoever? The first bit of wind that's slightly more powerful than a hairdryer comes along and we're gone. That's us. We're just blown away if we're not rooted in Christ when the first problem comes our way we're like a pile of leaves that is blown away in the wind culture, our friends peer pressure, work pressures things that we face poor influences are all the wind they're all things that seek to take us away from Jesus 
Matthew 13, 6. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. What happens to a pile of leaves in the wind? They blow away. What happens to a pile of leaves in the sun? They scorch. What happens to the most magnificent of trees with no roots in the sun? It's scorched. Doesn't matter how nice the tree is. Doesn't matter how expensive the plant is. Doesn't matter how magnificent whatever it is, is. But if its roots are gone, it's not going to stand. It's just going to wither away. Earlier in Matthew 13, later, sorry, verse 21. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. What happens to things with no roots? They die. There is no source of nutrition. There is nothing to sustain. Do you know what's great? I come to church. I have friends. I don't really do God, but I've got some friends in church and that's okay. But if that's who we are, when the trouble comes, friendship isn't enough. Friendship isn't enough to help us stand strong in Jesus Christ. What is strong enough to help us stand in that? The transformational power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What happens if we are like the leaves in the wind? Persecution comes our way and we go, see you later, I'm out of here. And we turn and we run. Is somebody starting to notice I'm a bit different? Are people starting to single me out? Nah, I'm out of here. See you later. Is somebody calling me names because I'm a Christian? Nah, I'm out of here. How does an oak tree begin? Nobody buys a 50-foot oak tree, unless you're mental. But what are the roots like on a baby tree? They are small. How does the oak tree start? It's an a- is it an acorn? Yeah, it is an acorn, for, I think, for an oak tree. So it starts off as the smallest little thing. We've got that great kid's song, eh, Faith is Small is a Mustard Seed That Grows. And this idea of we are on this, this relationship with Jesus, this maturity that, that grows. It's not something that's stagnant or stays small, but it's something that should constantly, constantly be growing. Do you know, an oak tree isn't born 500 years old and 50 feet tall. But it grows. And it grows. And it grows. But a tree cannot become 500 years old and 50 feet tall without roots. We cannot become mature Christians without roots in Jesus. We cannot move forward in our relationship. We cannot become people that stand the test of time and the difficulties that come our way if we are not rooted in Jesus Christ. We cannot be mature people in Christ. If we don't put in any effort to our relationship with Jesus. Time doesn't make us mature. It might make us mature in age. But time does not make us mature in our relationship with Jesus. So the question that I'm left with is who do we want to be? And it comes back to this. Do we want to be people that conform? Or do we want to be people that are transformed? Let's talk about transformation for a minute. This is my wonderful elephant yucca tree. And I can see it's grown because we bought it in Ikea and the pot sat between Victoria's legs. And then when we were coming here tonight, she almost broke her neck trying to fit it in the car between her legs and it just got in. Why? Because the tree has grown. The tree is bigger. It could be hit and it could be hit and it could be hit with wind. It could be hit with the rain. It could be hit with the sun. But as long as it is constantly being fed in its roots... 
It stands. And as we mature in Christ, there is this same picture of these roots. They are roots that get stronger. They are roots that get deeper. And as our roots get stronger and as our roots get deeper, we are able to take more and more and more of what the world throws at us. I know there's the picture of the iceberg. I tried to find a fact about oak trees of how big, you know, if they're 50 feet tall, how deep their roots are. But I started reading a PhD paper and I got lost, so I left it. But the idea of an iceberg, I'm going to assume oak trees are like icebergs, but there's like a quarter above the water and three quarters below. Let's just think of that principle. But the roots need to be big to support a big tree. Our roots need to be big to have a great relationship with Jesus. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives with him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. What's the advice here? Live in him. Be rooted in him. Be built up in him. Be strengthened in him. Do what we were taught. Do as the Bible teaches us and be thankful. Do we see the common theme that this pulls out for us? In him, in him, in him, in him. Not in me, not in you, but in Jesus. Jesus is the only sustenance that we can have for the roots of our spiritual life. I don't know about you, but when you hit those most difficult moments, I want it to be Jesus that is there fighting for me. I want to face those moments knowing that the Lord is with me. Why? Because I'm fully aware of how weak I am. I am fully aware that when something hits me, that is me right there. I'm away. I'm tumbling. I'm gone. But it is Jesus that gives us that strength. Sun. The scorching heat of the sun. The tree with no roots does not survive. I did find this fact about oak trees. Oak trees can draw up to 250 litres of water a day, and some of the biggest need 1,500 litres of water a day. Don't plant a big oak tree because you're going to be busy with your watering can. That is so much water. And we stick with this idea for a minute. What do roots need? Roots don't just grow by themselves, but roots need the environment that they need to grow. They need water, they need food, they need soil and they need the sustenance they need the source we need jesus constantly all the time to be transformed means we seek him at all times irrespective of everything else how do our roots grow how do we become mature in our faith through him in him When things get difficult, those of us with no roots desert God. But if our roots are strong, and this is the place that I want to be, and I was thinking of this, but almost our idea is that we are so rooted in Jesus, when something comes along, we're like, I can't move. Like, I cannot move from here because Jesus is my be-all and my end-all, so I cannot come away from the convictions that I have in Jesus. That's where I want to be. When the persecution comes my way, when the troubles come my way, I stand there and go, Jesus is my everything. So no matter what the consequences are of that, I am rooted right here. Because Jesus is what is most important. I also reflect on a weekend like we've just had. And it's, it's a great place to be. It's an easy place to be 
as Christians, it's great to feel good. It's great to be in those places surrounded by Christians. It's great to have those spiritual high moments. But one of the challenges Rap kept bringing us all weekend was the most important part of this weekend is Monday. Who do you want to be when it matters? Not who do you want to be when you're surrounded with Christians in a great and safe place, but who do you want to be when the rubber hits the road? Who do you want to be in your school? Who do you want to be in your workplace? Who do you want to be in your family? Because that is where the tough moments will come. There's a great book, and I encourage everybody to read it, uh, Maturity by Sinclair Ferguson, and I love these words. He writes this, We grow as Christians as we are well fed on Scripture. This involves more than learning a few isolated texts to help us, valuable as this is. But as we meditate on God's word as a whole, reading, marking, learning and digesting, we don't just take on board information, but we also take on something of its atmosphere and the spirit of God becomes part of us. This enables us not only to believe the truth that scripture teaches us, but to do so and to live it out in the style of the gospel. To be rooted, to be mature, to be transformed, to become more like Christ. We must know our God. And we know our God in the way that he has revealed himself to us. Our church is important. Our family is important. Good Christian friends are so vitally important for our walk. But all of that should be pointing us towards the truth that is revealed of our God in the scripture. Those two words, those two complete opposites. To conform or to be transformed. The challenge I'm going to give you again. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to be on judgment day? Do you want to be the person that conformed? Or do you want to be the person that stood? Despite everything that this world has to throw at us. And be transformed. We're we're going to continue that thought in a minute. I'm going to invite Victoria up. Uh, after I pray and this is something we did over the weekend Victoria is going to explain it a little bit but you will have been given a bit of ribbon and we just want to take a couple of minutes to respond and, and just to build up this piece of artwork so let's pray our Lord and our God we are so aware of our frailty God we are so aware of how weak we are as people we are so aware of our ability to conform without even thinking we are so aware of our our indwelling nature that is not of you. But Lord, we recognize that your call on our lives is to transformation. We recognize that your call on our lives is to one that is rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that lives a life that is ready to stand no matter what faces, no matter the winds, no matter the sun, no matter what comes our way. Lord, this week would you challenge us in that? Lord, would you take us deeper in your scriptures than you've taken us before? Would you reveal to us glorious truth, glorious, glorious truth of our God that encourages us and goes with us into every moment of our life? God, we bow before you because you are awesome. We recognize how far short of you we fall. But Lord, we are in awe of you when we look at all that you have done for us. Amen.